Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back to this new episode, and once again, thank you to everyone who tunes in. Thank you to Soundtrap for helping me recover my lost audio from Friday's podcast. I'll be able to put that up in a couple of days, and thank you to Podbean, who has been the greatest distributor of this podcast and gotten me all of my 30 plus thousand downloads. It's all thanks to Podbean. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, check them out for even recording if you want to do it on your phone. And to all of us beautiful, beautiful, deserving women out there, happy International Women's Day. Wish you love, luck, and all the good stuff that every woman deserves. Now let's talk about how old I actually feel because it's kicked in. It kicked in turning 47. Wow, three years away from 50. That's weird. But in my mind, the 80s was a long time ago because I was a kid and things were very, very different. They were much closer to what it is now in the 90s, like in terms of uh, a little bit more technology. Obviously not as advanced, but... I guess me being also a teenager and thinking like I was all grown up, the 90s just don't seem that far away until I realized that Beavis and Butthead are 30 years old. Oh my God. So 30 years ago, MTV launched Beavis and Butthead. It was March 8th and we got our first episode and it was like their highest rated show. And I could tell you that We all absolutely loved it because that's how we pretty much all ended up in college in like concert t-shirts sitting in someone's basement watching TV and eating pizza and doing all, you know, fun sorts of things. And it was very like descriptive of the time because it it just, it said that Beavis and Butthead said what we were all thinking and there was like no offense taken to anything and... We just absolutely loved like the band t-shirts and, you know, the, the, the clip, everything. Everything was just so good about this damn show. And it was relaunched. Of course, I did not know. So I feel like I have to give back my Gen X card for this one. I didn't know that they relaunched a show last year on Paramount Plus and there's a movie. And I did watch part of the clip and, you know, it's really classic. It's just a dumpster fire and it's just, you got to see it because I don't want to ruin any of it if you haven't. This was a big deal because this was like different programming on MTV than the music. Like now it's all, I think, ridiculousness and the other night Step Brothers was on MTV. And of course, I watched the whole damn movie again for like the millionth time, literally the millionth time. But um, MTV had started to go, you know, they gave us Beavis and Butthead, I believe Ren and Stimpy, um, and then they started with The Real World, which honestly captivated all of us, at least for the first season, and then they not only killed the radio star, but the television star creating reality TV. But let's get back to the brilliance of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, weird side note, maybe like 15 years ago, I was out in Burbank, California, and I ended up at the studio, the music studio, I think it was called Transformer Studio, where the Beavis and Butthead album was recorded, and also Alice in Chains, and there were a few others. Cool, cool place. 
So what was Beavis and Butthead? <laughs> they were rude. They were crude. They just kind of took on this role of like this comedy duo, right? I always thought like the old puppets from um, the Muppets, but they were like teenagers just kind of saying, you know, crappy things about everything. And they've been compared to the Three Stooges, Cheech and Chong, Wayne and Garth. And, you know, they just basically kind of took over pop culture. So it's created by Mike Judge, and basically he created the fictional town of Highland. So they went to Highland High, but it was based on a real school in his hometown of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, you know, they basically spent their time eating junk food, talking about girls, but watching music videos, which is literally what we all did but they were making like a living out of it literally at this point so they like basically went back and forth between animated storylines and actual music video clips so they would grunt <laughs> yeah you know they would say things like i am cornholio i need some tp for my bunghole and we would literally disrupt class saying these things because that's just who we were and we took on their sort of, I don't want to say it was like anarchy, you know, but being in Catholic school and seeing like an animated teenager getting to wear the Metallica t-shirt I wanted to wear <laughs> and kind of have what I felt was a little more freedom in high school was quite, quite appealing to me. I actually used to go to Melinda's high school with her on my Catholic school days off, like we'd have these Catholic holidays. And I would go to school on my days off with Melinda just to like wear what I wanted to school and like have a public school experience because I missed public school that much. So Beavis and Butthead came out when I was a junior in high school. And yeah, I was a little jealous of these animated dudes that just, you know, sat around and, and got to wear their clothes that they wanted. And it was concert t-shirts, but that's just my weirdness. So here's a little bit of the history is Mike Judge, he, tr he drew the two characters. So he drew Beavis and Butthead for an animation festival. And then an MTV producer spotted them and he picked up an episode for this showcase called, if you don't remember, Liquid Television. I remember that. So they signed on Beavis and Butthead for 65 episodes and they began airing this at 7 p.m., and 11 p.m. So they got two time slots, which is just insane. But knowing MTV, that's almost 100% ridiculousness now. <laughs> it makes sense. But they did, uh, you know, they took away from music videos. But because Beavis and Butthead had music in their show, music videos in their show, it was just easily, easily accepted by every single one of us. It was almost like, Mystery Science Theater 3000, but with music videos. That's That was kind of my take on it. So critics, you know, they were one of two things, right? So they were like, wow, we love this. You know, they skewered a big part of the network's like core demographic. And other people were like, okay, this is like really like, you know, kind of low humor. And it kind of adds to the decline of the quality of television. And I don't think that it did. I just think that it was a 90s 
pop culture phenomenon that 30 years later is clearly still enough of a pop culture phenomenon to come back. Now, like I've said, I do believe that video did kill the radio star, and I do believe that reality television killed some wonderful talent that we should be seeing on TV rather than a bunch of non-talented people run around in fancy clothes and makeup. That's just my opinion. Now, one of the main things on the show was fire, 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 right? And it played at 7 p.m., so what happened was people were saying that it really influenced young people and right in 1993, so the show wasn't even a year old, a mother actually blamed Beavis and Butthead's like pyromania things on the show for inspiring her five-year-old son to set fire and it actually took the life of his two-year-old sister. So, you know, there was this outrage, of course, and... MTV pulled four episodes off the air and cut all references to fire and moved Beavis and Butthead to 10.30 to 11.30 p.m. and said that they were, you know, targeting an older audience. Now, in the 2022 reboot and the little movie, it is about fire, a dumpster fire. So, you know, maybe lessons were not learned there or whatever, but maybe because there's ratings on it now, younger kids can stay away. But the show lasted. It lasted four years. And just a few months before Beavis and Butthead signed off forever in March of 1997, the spinoff of Daria was aired. And that that lasted quite a bit. I love Daria as well. But let's get back to the actual creation of Beavis and Butthead, the characters is a pretty interesting character. He went to UC San Diego and studied physics from 1980 to 1985, but it says that he was more interested in drawing characters than taking notes about quantum mechanics and other things that I can't even understand, right? So he said he used to draw a lot in these notebooks when he was at UCSD, and he just kind of started getting into it a little bit more and his interest started to go more towards that than the science. He goes on to say that a couple of his roommates for a while were in the UCSD communications department in the film and TV program and he also worked at the media center doing a little tech and he was just around a little bit so he was actually raised in New Mexico, but born in Ecuador, and he had a love-hate relationship with school. He said 15% love. I totally agree. And during college, he worked at the cafeteria and the landmark La Hala Village Theaters, which were demolished in 2015, and he played bass in a band called the Blonde Bruce Band. So, really talented guy. So, Basically, Beavis and Butthead were modeled after classmates from his school in Albuquerque, and he cited a pair of boys where he met them in Mira Mesa. These two boys were the inspiration. He said they were kids in the neighborhood who would occasionally just sneak into our backyard, and there was a kid who was called Iron Butt because you could kick him in the butt as hard as you wanted, and a lot of kids did, but he did not. And a friend of his roommate started calling him Butthead at some point. So that is where the name Butthead came from. 
So Mike Judge did graduate UCSD in 1985, and he was a government employee. He was a government contractor. He worked on test systems for F-18 fighter jets, and he just felt really guilty about this, as he said, quote, working on bringing death to people. And he moved to Texas, where he played bass full-time in a blues rock band, Anson and the Rockettes, and started expanding his doodles and animated short films as a hobby, and Beavis and Butthead grew out of this two-minute 1991 short called Frog Baseball. So featuring both Beavis and Butthead, this two-minute short was included in that year's Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Festival of Animation, and it first screened at the Sherwood Auditorium in La Hala, and then right after that, it got its big break on liquid television. So that's actually a really quick success story from just a two-minute short to an entire series on MTV. And remember, there's these two guys basically sitting in their basement watching music videos, but they were, like, salty about everything. So they watched, like, a Bon Jovi video, and it was, Hey, Butthead, remember when these guys were cool? And Butthead replies, No. And I remember they took Dancing With Myself and they made it Playing With Myself. I mean... It was funny, but they said that a lot of recording artists were, you know, kind of ambivalent. Like, they didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to, I guess, poke fun. And remember, this is just when, like, South Park was starting to come together as well. So they said that, you know, they hated being poked fun of, but they loved the exposure because it was featured on this show that was literally the highest rated. So it says here in this La Hala Light, eventually the cartoon ne'er-dwellers disgraced the covers of both Rolling Stone and Time magazine. They spawned their own hit movie, 1996's Beavis and Butthead Do America, love that movie, and they gave Mike Judge the freedom to create the 1999 movie Office Space, the Fox TV animated series King of the Hill, and HBO's Silicon Valley, which begins airing its sixth and final season this year on October 27th. And this is literally a guy who was in school. He finished school. He got his degree. But he was not paying attention in class because he was doodling these two characters that would become so iconic that 30 years later, I'm excited talking about it. And I'm about to go pay for Paramount Plus just so I can watch the new series and the rest of the movie besides the little clip that I had seen of the dumpster fire. I do know is that Beavis and Butthead, at least for my friends and I, there was a huge impact. You know, we're, I think it's all Gen Xers, to be honest, have that way about them that will hold on to some of our old favorite TV or movie phrases and 30, 40 years later, we're still using them as an inside joke and they're still as fresh as they were back then because, you know, spiritually we're growing, but we're still those same kids inside that we were who enjoyed Beavis and Butthead and Saturday morning cartoons. And I think a lot of us are still like feel slapped in the face by adulthood because (laughs) we're like, where did our childhood go? What happened to Saturday morning cartoons? What happened to Beavis and Butthead? Why am I on a smartphone right now tracking my kid when I did everything I could to run away from my own parents except 
for when I needed the quarter or the collect call to call home after six hours to tell them I was still alive. And they were like, okay, thanks, great, bye, see you soon. <laughs> but that's how it was. And when I talk the spiritual journey, I always say this, it, it amazes me how fast this all went. So, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, Beavis and Butthead, brand new cartoon, but it's not. And I have this, like, distinction in my head between 30 years ago and 40 years ago. 40 years ago seems like ancient times to me, but 30 years ago seems so modern in my own brain. And I really do equate this to, you know, being a little bit older, being a teenager, and just having a different mindset that stuck with me. I don't have the same mindset as I did, obviously, when I was a kid, but I do that same sort of integrity that I adopted as a teenager has stuck with me through life. So I'm talking about this as I'm talking about the craziest cartoon duo ever, Beavis and Butthead, who brought me hours and hours of entertainment. And if MTV ever decided to play it again, and it was not on Paramount Plus that I had to pay for, I would be so happy. But that is not the way it is. You know, the other thing I think is so weird, and I just have to bring this up with like cable TV and streaming in general, is, you know, we grew up with what, seven channels and the click dial, maybe a remote control. If the remote control was in the house, it had a wire that was attached to the TV that wasn't long enough to make it to the couch or the chair or wherever you were sitting from. So the kids were the remote control. We would just always get up and change the channel for our parents. Totally missed that, to be honest. And... You know, then it's like all of a sudden there's cable TV. Now, my parents did not have cable TV for a really long time. I told you my mom's sister would actually record videos off of MTV, a lot of Michael Jackson stuff, Thriller, The Way You Make Me Feel. I particularly remember a lot of Cyndi Lauper videos. Anyway, point is, all of a sudden now, like, as we're trying to do our own thing and hide from our parents, we're like tracking kids on their phone to see like if they're okay, probably because we knew what lunatics we were as children. It makes me laugh, you know, when you see on TikTok, like, yeah, we uh, had keg parties and ran from the law and you guys drink like White Claw and call the cops when your feelings are hurt. And it really, it is true. We are not the same in that way. And if you go back and you watch a show like Beavis and Butthead, it captures such a unique portion of pop culture at that time with our no fucks given attitude because nobody came out and got offended by anything. A lot of people, I guess because times have changed, get like offended by South Park, whatever. If you go back and you watch Beavis and Butthead, there's stuff that could offend you there too. You guys, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, unless it's like a real life human being saying something about you, it doesn't fucking matter. It's funny, it's gonna bring you popularity, like roll with it, laugh at yourself. And that's what Beavis and Butthead really taught us to do. I mean, Gen X, we laugh at ourselves all the time. We don't take things seriously. The generations that take things seriously are the millennials and the Gen Zers that are like, oh my God, we were taught that everything everything is offensive and everything is bad and we have to cancel you if you say this and I have my podcast philosophizing woke but wait till you hear my philosophizing anti-woke because that's a lot harsher on the woke but if you think about this 
shows like Beavis and Butthead, shows like King of the Hill, shows that are cartoons that can, you know, take serious issues or even not serious issues and just poke fun at them. I think these things are helpful for people to let go of some of their damn ego that, you know, their their precious feelings clutching my pearls, my feelings are so hurt and offended because of a joke. I believe that if a joke is broad and doesn't attack a single person for, you know, any kind of reason, it's a funny joke. I believe that once a joke, unless it's a roast and, you know, the person's in on it, but I believe that a joke, and I'm putting that in air quotes in my brain, that really specifically targets a particular person is offensive and, you know, was meant to be that way. But Beavis and Butthead didn't do that. They brought us universal jokes about music. And honestly, Beavis and Butthead or Mike Judge, let's say, said the things out loud that some of us were thinking about some of these things. You know, we loved our music, but we also were the kids that laughed at I've fallen and I can't get up commercial. So we thought everything was funny, things that like, you know, a lot of kids would find offensive today. We just kind of laughed at it because we did not take all of that so seriously. So it makes me happy to see that Beavis and Butthead is still going strong, is still back. There was a movie and that a part of my childhood is still alive in people's minds that I loved because we can't take every single thing so seriously. You know, especially like these celebrity feuds. We're taking these celebrity feuds way too seriously as though we're going to be like, well, I'm not. But as though we're going to be like friends with these people and, you know, one or two of them is going to say, oh, my God, thank you for being on my side during this time. Like, you're never going to meet. So I would love to see Beavis and Butthead get in on all these controversies about like the Chris Rock show and the Will Smith slap and all of that or, you know, um, this Haley Justin Bieber Lake thing, whatever's going on, and Selena Gomez. It's so weird how the internet can cause more of a problem between people than the actual people are causing between themselves, but also don't put up videos that people can misinterpret. See, this is the beauty of being a Gen Xer. If we were going to say something behind someone's back, it was most likely going to get back to them really quickly, but then they were in your face to deal with it because you were only dealing with people in your face. So I don't know. I would love to see like a Beavis and Butthead discussion about some of the celebrity gossip. It would crack me up. But yeah, officially feeling old today because officially Beavis and Butthead are 30. 30. I just can't even believe that 30 years ago, because it, it, I can blink and still see myself and, and like feel the high school experience. For some reason, it had like that big of an impact, probably because it was such a big change for me, switching from a public school to a Catholic school and wearing a uniform, and blah, 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 blah. But it was such a different experience that for me, Beavis and Butthead gave me back that like real public school teenage experience that I really, really was like longing for and I really wanted. And I could still sit and watch these episodes for hours and hours because they made me laugh. You know, sometimes 
that humor where you don't have to think too hard and it can just take your brain and you just laughter is the best medicine you know and it can just like like stop your brain from freaking out and stressing out let some laughter out and it's therapeutic because there was also music in it that I loved and even if I loved the artist and Beavis and Butthead made a joke out of it it wasn't offensive you just laughed and were like okay it's a joke and move on but today now that I'm on Twitter anymore but Today, someone makes a joke and you have a bunch of young kids who were literally raised on the internet who think that they have a higher integrity level than everyone else trying to tell everybody how to live and, you know, fighting it out and hashtags and canceling and all this stupid shit. Back in the day, these kids would not have been able to handle the Beavis and Butthead stuff if they said something about their favorite artist. And that's what I appreciate most about Generation X is we're not offended. There's the fucks not given. We don't get offended by every little shit thing that happens because we know we can't control it because we were just raised differently. We were raised to like, you know, handle certain things ourselves, especially that had to do with our friendship circles. It was like we almost formed our own little societies and this is how you act in our circle and if you're not going to act like that in our circle, go find someone else. So, you know, I think today, if Beavis and Butthead were launched not as a reboot, it wouldn't make it because these kids are way too sensitive today to deal with it. So I am glad that Beavis and Butthead comes from our generation and our time. And yeah, I'm going to probably get me some Paramount Plus or at least like, you know, a week free trial to at least check out the rest of the movie in a few episodes. And I hope that you guys did enjoy this little rundown memory lane because Beavis and Butthead are fucking 30 years old. I can't take it. Anyway, happy International Women's Day. And I just hope everyone out there is living their best life because that's what we're here to do. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Messy Closet. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.